Do you want to be a leader who gets noticed, gets things done, and gets real results? Then you need influence and authority. Join host Jennifer McClure to learn how to build authority, expand your influence, and increase your impact. This is the Impact Makers Podcast with Jennifer McClure. Hey there, Impact Makers. I'm excited to share a conversation with you today with someone who really understands what it means for leaders to create an impact at work and in life. Sonia Shelton is the founder of Executive Leadership Consulting, and she's passionate about partnering with leaders and high achievers to create a clear vision so they can build work environments where employees are fulfilled and completely committed to the organization's success. Having been an executive as well as an international speaker and consultant, Sonia knows how to tap into lesser-known hidden practices that drive true leadership, and she's captured many of her leadership tips and success stories in her best-selling book called You're an Executive, But Are You a Leader? Sonia believes that people with passion make any company better in every way, and her why is to contribute to the success of leaders in order to create a bigger impact. Sonia has a lot of great insights to share with us today, as well as some practical action steps that we can take as leaders to craft a compelling vision and to lead our teams and organizations successfully in the future. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Welcome to the Impact Makers Podcast, Sonia Shelton. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing well. Thank you. And I'm really excited to talk with you today. We're very much aligned on kind of the places that we play and the people that we are interested in helping. And I love your focus on impact. And I'm really looking forward to learning from you today and sharing your message with the people in the Impact Makers community. I'm looking forward to it too. So I'm just going to dive right in. I mean, you're an accomplished executive. You've been in your own business, consulting and coaching for many years. You're a published author of a best-selling book that's called You're an Executive, But Are You a Leader? And when I read that title, I want to know the answer. So what is the difference between an executive and a leader? Yeah, I made it provocative for a reason, right? That, That I think as we move up into those executive roles that there's just an assumption that the title carries it all. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the title, right? And especially in today's environment, where younger generations are really looking more for that leadership. In fact, I read some research recently that the reason why people choose to go to a company or leave a company mm-hmm. is whether it's well managed and headed in the right direction, which is leadership, right? So it's really looking at, do they have that clear vision? Are they leading people in that direction? Are they influencing them to go towards that vision and to accomplish the goals? So exactly like what you talk about, right? Having that authority, influence and impact, that's leadership, right? So it's not just the authority is the title, right. but it's the, it's the influence and impact that is the leadership part about, you know, are people actually going to follow you? Mm-hmm. You mentioned the word vision there. I think that's a really critical point for leaders to really understand, not just the stated vision that may be on the plaque in the lobby, but to really be able to communicate that to their people. Do you have a, a way that you help leaders understand and do that well? Yes, absolutely. One of the first things that I do when I come into an organization is I ask five, five random people why they like working there. And what's the vision? Mm-hmm. And if they, and that's how I can tell if they have alignment, right? If they're those five random people basically say the same thing, they don't have to say exact words, but if they say basically say the same idea in their own words, then I, I see that they have alignment in that organization. 
but I, when I talk about vision, I, I use the word, right? When we say vision, we mean vision, right? Right. right? You can see it, right? So really getting, I think those things that are end up, end up on walls in offices are platitudes and, or, you know, it's, it's something that maybe a consultant like me or a, a committee created, but it doesn't really have that that uh, connection to being able to see the future. Like right? mm-hmm. I can really see how we're bringing this to life. One of my favorite examples was Microsoft's first vision, mm-hmm. which when they when they first started, they said, we want a computer on every desk running Microsoft software. You can see that, you know what right. that looks like. And yeah. guess what? They did it. And at the time, there wasn't even a computer on every desk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So... So, um, so it's really looking at, you know, can people see it? Do they know when they get there? What will people say, be saying about the company? What will they be saying about the team? You know, what, what will it look like? What will it feel like when we're there to really make it real for them so that they are, they want to make that happen. Mm -hmm. Do you have thoughts? I'm sure you do about the difference between mission, vision, and purpose. Yeah. So we look at more about mission as as what you do right so and the vision where you're going Mm -hmm. and the purpose is the core of it all so why are you doing what you're doing so so not just what you do or how you deliver it but really why and we focus so much on purpose because it is you know i think especially since since the pandemic people are looking for purpose they're looking for meaning and there's a lot of research on on culture and that that when people have that meaning that's what that's what starts to create the culture so we take purpose and run it through everything that you do as an organization so starting you know, starting with your purpose okay so if this is your purpose what's your vision with okay so if this is your vision what's your strategy what are the processes that need to be put in place to achieve that strategy what does your org design need to look like and then ultimately what does your culture look like or what we call passion so mm-hmm. having a passionate organization from people passionate about their own personal why mm-hmm. and why they do what they do as well as what passion for what the company is doing Sure. I had a good discussion on LinkedIn that kind of started with one of my posts a couple of weeks ago around connectedness versus engagement Mm -hmm. and how they're different. And I think purpose is a big piece of that, that leaders are able to envision, able to articulate that, get people on board with it. But as you said, help them see how they align so that they want to show up every day on the good, you know, engagement. I've always said it's not about happy or sad employees, not about whether or not pets are in the workplace or you have free food, because we all have, even if we love our work, we have bad days at work. True engagement, I think, connectedness is when you feel like the work that you do matters. And when you're having a bad day, you push through that because you know it's important, right? So how about your thoughts on purpose in terms of leadership and how you get people, you know, if you have a team of 10 people or 25 people that report to you, they all have a different take on what their purpose is, but there's an organizational purpose. So how does the leader kind of bring all that together? Yeah. So we always start with why, um, and we use a tool called the why connection to help people understand what is their why, how do they deliver that why, and then what can other people expect from them? Mm-hmm. And we take this starting with the, with the leader at the individual level, and then each person on the team, 
And then we use that to create their team why, right? So so how do we work together? What is what is our superpower as a team? And then when we understand how we work as a team, then we can expand that into what is our purpose, right? Mm-hmm. So so if we all and then it also creates a lot of understanding and belonging of each other to understand for each individual person, what's their why and what motivates them, what drives them beyond work. Mm-hmm. So if you have a team, like instead of five or 10 people and one person's why is I want to provide for my family and another person's why is I want to grow my career and another person's why is I just want to show up every day and not be bothered. <laughs> How does a leader bring all that together? <laughs> well, we we actually define why a little bit different. So, so um, I think people misunderstand what their why is. So what you mentioned, like my family, my career, some people will say their faith. Those those are all who's and what's. So I went through the same thing when I I used to, um, prior to starting executive leadership consulting, I worked for the Walt Disney Company. Mm -hmm. And I worked there at a very interesting time when we had a member of the Disney family leading a shareholder revolt against our CEO, Mike Eisner, right? So... So I really saw the impact of culture. It was like a company going through a divorce, right? So a, a company that's known for having an amazing, amazing culture and then going through this event, which is like a divorce. Mm-hmm. And I saw the impact not only to what happened with a company, but to my own personal leadership and my physical health and my mental health as a result of those things. Mm-hmm. And then I really got passionate about Impact, having an impact in organizations be, as a result of that, like the the importance of culture, and that's why that's why I started the company. And I used to say that's my why, but then I realized then I found out more about what is your real why in using Simon Sinek's work. And my why now I understand is I believe success happens when we work together to create an impact. So that is something that I do everywhere I go. That's something that I do with my family. That's something I do in work. That's something I do with my volunteer work. Everything is about having an impact. And if I feel like I can't, I'm not having an impact, then I'm not fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And an, another example that we worked with in, in another organization one person's why was doing things the right way, having predictable systems and and predictable results. Well, her boss's why was to challenge the status quo. Mm-hmm. Imagine, right? So now you have two people that have almost opposite drivers of what drives them. One is like breaking the box and one is creating the box. But once they understood that about each other, they could see how it could be complementary. So mm-hmm. one would so the the right way why was um understanding, oh, when I need innovation, I go to the challenge, right? And and I ask her for help. And for the challenge, why? She said, okay, I, I know that when I need things that are repeatable, we need to implement these ideas and we need to stay out of trouble. Mm-hmm. I go to the right way person, right? And so they started to understand each other by starting with why. Interesting. So for those of us that are listening and learning from you today, what are some steps we can take to discover our true why? Yeah, I think, um, well, we have a very quick uh, system that takes about 10 minutes um, called the why connection, but it's really about starting, you know, um, even if not using the tool, like really getting underneath, why do I do what I do underneath what motivates me? So like you mentioned your family, or your career being something that that could be the why. But why is that important? And what do I bring to the table 
as part of that, right? So, so what really gets me going? Why am I excited about getting up in the morning? Why, what gives me energy and what doesn't give me energy, right? And, and starting to ask those kinds of questions. It's interesting. I had a guest on my podcast, Todd Henry, who's a best-selling author of multiple books. It was in 2020 during the pandemic phase. And I invited him on the podcast because he had a new book called The Motivation Code. And of course, there's an assessment as part of that. So he sent me the assessment prior to the interview to take. And then we got on the call for the interview and we're just chatting before we recorded and both of us are keynote speakers, professional speakers. And he was like, well, how's it going? You know, with this new normal that we're in. And I was like, Todd, I'm really struggling because I was in the zone pre 2020 when I'm out at conferences and events and speaking to people and just feeling like I was truly in my best gifts and talents being utilized kind of place. And I said, I'm still doing some of those things now virtually but I'm not getting the same fulfillment and it's beginning, I'm beginning to question, was I just doing this for applause or praise, which I never would have said that was me, but because I was not connecting to my work in the same way, I just was really struggling. And he said, I've seen the results of your test, of your uh, assessment. And he said, your number two motivation is impact. I forget what number one was. And he said, my number one is impact. He said, I know exactly why you're struggling because in the virtual environment, you're not seeing the impact that what you're doing is having on the faces of the people in the audience or in the conversations that you're having. Because that was very early on when we weren't all experts at the chat room and everything else. And it really helped me to see that Maybe my why was something that, you know, I could still find a way. Now I just needed to think differently about how to feel impact or to create impact. And I love your why of creating success together to create more impact. That's amazing. So So is that why connector tool? Is that something that's part of your proprietary process or is that something that's online or? Yeah, so um, so ours is is called Y Connect. It's at whyconnection.com, and we work with the Y Institute, okay. who developed this online tool that uh, they call the Y.OS because it's your operating system, mm-hmm. and, and it and it takes you through this process using an algorithm of getting underneath your conscious mind to that subconscious level on what really drives you. So that the way the questions are formatted is really to, to get you to what's underneath all of that mm-hmm. and what, what really drives you. And then from there you get, um, so, so that's, you know, your driver on, on your why, and then your, how is like your direction. So, so how do you deliver that or, or how, how do you go about executing or experiencing that why and then your what is ultimately what others can expect from you so for example mine is as I mentioned I believe success happens when we work together to create an impact Mm -hmm. and how I do that is by finding better ways and sharing them like this yeah and what other people can expect from me is simple solutions so I so my my why is contribute my how is better way and then my what is is uh, simplify Amazing. I love that. Now you work with companies in the areas of purpose, strategy, culture, et cetera. How do you see strategy and culture working together to drive the success of a company? Because sometimes for executives, they think of culture as that touchy-feely stuff and they're focused on, they think the strategy, but I assume you think those two need to go together. Yes. Yes. (laughs) 
So we take the quote, culture eats strategy for breakfast and um, actually say, no, we disagree with that. We think they need to have breakfast together. And um, there was a, a couple of years ago, these two TV series that came out around the same time, one was about WeWork and mm-hmm. one was about Uber. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was so interesting that they came out at the same time because I thought it was a beautiful example of the extremes where Uber was all about driving for results. And and they show in the TV series that they they just mutilate their culture, right? Like it's a horrible place to work and people are so unhappy. And of course it's dramatized for television, but I would imagine there's some truth to it, right? And then you look at the story of WeWork, which was all about culture and having parties and getting together and making sure people are social. And and then they ended up suffering in their business results, right? So I love those two examples of the extremes. So we really believe that it's about creating that when you have that purpose and then creating your strategy from the purpose, then you can build a culture that's going to execute on that strategy, Mm -hmm. right? Because then you have people that are excited about making that happen. And it's not about, you know, the next quarter's results. It's about what the purpose behind what we're doing and how we're really, you know, every company makes a difference in what they do. It doesn't matter what they do, any industry. They're making some kind of difference. It's just a matter of being able to articulate that and communicate that and then create a culture that's passionate about making that happen. I want to throw a hypothetical at you and we'll see what your thoughts are. So um, just like myself, you know, the pandemic changed my world and, and many of the ways that I work with people and do business. And I know for companies, that's the same as well. You know, some companies maybe changed their whole way of being or their their products product lines or the customers they serve or how they serve them. So so their strategy may have radically changed over the last two or three years and or may need to change in the future because the world of work is changing faster than it ever has. Is it possible to change an existing culture to match a new strategy or should you? Yeah, absolutely. I think the purpose, the foundation is the there's the consistency between mm-hmm. everything they're doing like so so the the why they're doing what they're doing will probably stay the same how they go about that which is the strategy can change but the but the culture is based on the purpose so so the the how they go about that and there's elements of culture that that we work with on, on you know process improvement and organization design and things like that that need to change um, as part of the strategy, mm-hmm. and all of those things impact the culture, right? So I think a lot of organizations make the mistake of thinking that culture is just the values or the benefits the employees get or how they treat each other, and those are all very important things. Mm-hmm. But if your processes and your structure and how you make decisions and who gets hired and who gets promoted and why aren't all tied into that, then there's a disconnect in the culture. So all of those things impact the culture. Do you have a good definition for someone that asks you what is company culture? Um, I, I say it's everything that you do, right? So it's how things work around here. So, so you know, it's, it is from, from the behaviors and the values, but it is also everything that you do as a company, right? Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people try to make culture separate from the day-to-day operations, but it all contributes, right? So if you have, so for example, say you have processes that are broken between two functions in an organization, that's going to impact the culture, right? Because they're not, 
they're not able to have a smooth interaction between those two functions. So it doesn't matter how strong your values are. If the process is broken, it's going to impact what it's like to work here. Right. <laughs> so, um, so it really is everything that how things work around here is the mm-hmm. culture. So the world of work, as I mentioned, is really changing. What are some of the top trends that you're seeing in the workplace today that that you're working with leaders and companies to address? You know, I'm, I'm hearing a lot about, um, I would say the number one thing I'm hearing right now is overwhelm and burnout. And in fact, I just saw some recent stats from the American Institute of Stress that 94% of American workers feel stress at work. Mm-hmm. 94% is incredible, right? Wow. And six percent, <laughs> right? Exactly. Meditation, I think, um, but, <laughs> or maybe they're causing the stress. Who knows? <laughs> right. but, but only uh, and sixty three percent of of workers are thinking about leaving their job just because of the stress. Okay. So, and I see this every day, and in, in with our clients, where they're they're there's so much. Uh, like you mentioned, things are changing so fast. There's things are changing so fast. There's so much uncertainty right now with what's happening. But I think that's leading into um, a lot of stress at work. And so that's why we we talk about um, purpose as being so important because when you when you know why you're doing what you're doing and you have the cl- you have clarity about the strategy and where you're going and that vision, then it's easier to navigate those rough waters, right? So um, Simon Sinek has this quote that I love so much. And he says um, that uh, working hard for something you don't care about is called stress, but working hard for something you love is called passion. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we try to create is through that purpose, um, having people see that, you know, they're not going to love their work every day, but they can be passionate about what they're doing and that will get you through almost any obstacle. Interesting. The difference between stress and passion. I haven't thought about that one before. Yeah. Well, you have something that you work with organizations on called Red Thread Leadership. Can you tell me a little bit more about Red Thread Leadership? Yeah. So so we start with purpose. So Red Thread Leadership has five Ps. And we, we start with purpose. And then we take that thread of purpose and we run it through everything that you do as a company. So, and we call that the red thread. So starting with purpose, then we go into plan. So plan is your vision and strategy and goals, you know, what our plan for what we're going to do. And then from there, we look at what are your processes, right? So are your processes that you have today going to help you execute the plan? So many organizations uh, have processes in place that are how we've always done things around here, right? <laughs> right? And you find out, oh, so why do you do it that way? Well, because Maria used, used to like to see this report in this way. And so we do this this way because she, well, does Maria still work here? No, <laughs> right? So so really analyzing the process and empower, empowering people to ask those questions about, is this the best way to have this process in place based on our goals and strategy, right? So process is always being analyzed to see, is this the, the best way to get there? And then the next P is position. So we look at the organization design. Is everybody in the right seat? Do we have the right structure, the right decision-making interactions, the right governance in place to, to be able to execute on the strategy? And then finally, we look at passion. So that's um, that's more the individual why, and that's where the values come in. And for each individual, are they passionate about what they do? They, do they understand 
what they're do how why what they're doing is important to the company. Every mm-hmm. single person understanding how I'm contributing and that that my job is meaningful and that I'm important here then helps to create that inclusion and belonging because they feel like what they're doing is meaningful and they're part of they're part of that red thread and they're also um they're also part of the results even if they didn't they weren't the ones who executed those results they had a piece in it and and um that's where the passion comes from sure well as we kind of are looking into i mean it's new year new you kind of time frame um and we're looking into the future and it's changing so fast, as we've kind of mentioned. How do organizations create a strong vision for a future that in many ways is unknown? Yeah, I think that the having the vision be big, right? I think sometimes people think that their vision needs to be three years out. Well, what if it was 10 years out, mm-hmm. right? And, and what could you experience then? And then maybe that 10-year vision actually happens in three years because of the pace of change, right? Mm-hmm. So so it's like opening up the creativity and innovation to really say, what could we create? I mean, I go back to the Microsoft example. There weren't even computers on every desk when they came out with that vision mm-hmm. and they made that happen, right? And 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 to see, you know, and, and everybody in the organization probably thought that it was impossible at the time, right? There's like, there's no way this is this is like way a hundred years from now or something like that, based on the way things were at that time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really looking at opening up and seeing, you know, expansive and seeing what if we were looking 10 years out and then maybe it happens sooner. We're not, we don't have to be attached to the timeline, just the direction that we're going. I worked with a coach once who challenged me to, and I believe there's a book maybe by Grant Cardone, I think, called 10X Thinking. Yeah. You know, instead of as we were setting goals, thinking about next year, I want to grow revenue incrementally or increase my customer base or whatever, you know, what would you have to do to 10X your current situation? And I think that that helps as well to really think, well, if I want to impact a thousand people in terms of their leadership and impact, what would it take for me to be able to impact 10,000 people? to think differently, to think bigger and more expansive. And it, does vision, maybe that's a good, good popped in my head thought. Does vision have to be bigger and better? Um, it has to be a destination, okay. right? So, so, um, so I think it, it can be more quality, right? It could go deeper, right? But I, I think that the key is having it be a destination that you're trying to get to and where your vision, you know, I think even like, uh, entrepreneurs, uh, solo entrepreneurs that have a lifestyle business, mm-hmm. uh, they might not want to do anything else but have a lifestyle business, but they can have a vision of how do I continue to increase that lifestyle? How could, what can I do more for the clients that I have to deepen that quality so that they stay with me and that we have those long-term relationships and I don't have to fight so hard for finding new people, right? There's, so there's different ways of approaching it. Mm-hmm. And it's really goes back to purpose. Like, what is it? What is your purpose behind the company that's going to lead you to what is the right vision? like that. And as a solopreneur, I get that, you know, do I want a hundred million dollar business? No. Because I don't want a thousand employees and and all the things that have to come with that. So how can I have more impact and deepen my purpose? So I like that thinking. And I think that works for everyone, whether they're an individual contributor in an organization or a leader or an executive or even an owner to think that way. Well, how can leaders and organizations have the most impact right now? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I think it's, 
really looking at getting people behind the why of what you're doing, right? And and not in a Pollyanna way, right? So I, th- I think sometimes sometimes leaders will think maybe oh, I have to be so inspirational, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And, but sometimes things are hard. And especially, I think a lot of companies are going through hard things right now and to acknowledge the hard things, but coming from a place of this is why we do what we do. And I believe in you to get there. Like, I know this is the right team that's going to get us through this and get us there is acknowledging the hard parts, but also have building that confidence in the team and knowing that, that they can do it and that we can do it together. That's good work. Good homework for all of us. Well, Sonia, tell us how we can uh, learn more about you and the work that you do. And if you have any resources or information that you'd like to share, tell us where we can find that. Yes, absolutely. People can reach out to me through executiveleader.com, learn about what we do, as well as contact me directly through that website. And then I would love to share with your audience a special tool that we use on Red Thread Leadership. It's a masterclass that goes through each of the five Ps on how do you develop your purpose, your plan, your processes, your positions, and your passion, as well as examples of companies that have done it and done it well, some best practices. Mm -hmm. And you can find that at redthreadleadership.com. Well, we'll be sure to link that up in the show notes as well as your book uh, so that people can get access to that. And even if they're driving, I bet they can remember redthreadleadership.com. So thanks for sharing that with us today. And I really appreciate learning more about you as I'm in the process of thinking about, you know, kind of where to take my business and, and my work in the future. I think it's really helpful for me to understand the things that you're working on. And I absolutely love your why of creating success together to create more impact. Jealous of that one, my friend. So. <laughs> well, thanks What's for chatting with me. We need to get your why. That's right. Something <laughs> about impact, but uh, impact makers, I like that. <laughs> All right. Thank well, you. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Bye-bye. It's time for you to get noticed, create change, and grow your influence. Don't waste any time. Subscribe to this podcast and help us get the word out by leaving a review.